Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Scott Stoltz. And I'm here with another episode. Today is a workout Wednesday where I'm answering answering some listener questions about arms, about the waist, about the abs, some things about looking a little bit better now that, you know, maybe spring is right around the corner. Maybe it's a little bit of ways away, but you are kind of thinking about getting in shape for this next year. And uh, I'm answering some questions related to that. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for listening to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast and for supporting it by checking out our products page at triplefpodcast.com slash products and asking your questions on triplefpodcast.com slash contact. Let's get down to today's episode, episode 149 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's going on, everyone? It's Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Welcome to another great episode of the show. And today's show is a Workout Wednesday. Workout Wednesday. On Wednesday, I answer questions and chat about nutrition, about, well, not about nutrition. That's Foodie Friday. I'm sorry. I'm sitting in my car here, and I just saw the cutest little squirrel and was just watching him run along in the grass with his fluffy little tail probably freezing his little tail off in this weather, uh, but I got a little bit distracted there. On Workout Wednesdays, I talk about workouts. I talk about fitness. I talk about just whatever you guys ask your questions about, right? That's really what I talk about on Wednesdays. And today I am answering some listener questions. I'm getting into the mailbag and talking about some things that were on some people's mind. And if you have any questions you want answered, just go over to triplefpodcast.com slash contact. Always linked in the description of the show and in the show notes. Uh, so you just go check that out. All right. And you head over to that contact page and, uh, you ask your question on that contact form. I appreciate you guys tuning in today. I appreciate you guys sticking with the show and being regular listeners. I appreciate all of you. Um, for for today's show, like I said, I'm answering questions, and I really appreciate the questions as well. That's one thing um, that really helps me out is to actually get is to actually get questions because it gives me content to to talk about, right? It actually tells me what you guys want to listen to and it really helps me out. Today's questions, I really noticed, well, the ones I picked out, um, I noticed I was getting a lot of questions kind of more about um, aesthetics. So like how you look and physique kind of things, right? And this is, you know, a popular area of fitness that I don't actually talk about that much on the podcast. I talk a lot about performance. I talk a lot about in general uh, health and wellness, uh, just because that's really where I feel like my expertise is even more in. I feel like I, I am well-versed, well-educated, well-trained, have a lot of experience in training people for performance and in, you know, getting people healthier and getting myself healthier and really listening to your body, being in touch with it. Uh, so that's really what I spend a lot of my time talking about, but I did notice a lot of the questions, uh, coming in on the contact form and also coming in, uh, from Stoltz fit on Instagram 
Uh, that's S-T-O-L-Z-F-I-T on Instagram. I noticed from those that a lot of them were more aesthetic driven, right? A lot of these questions are physique driven. I was thinking, I was like, well, I need to answer some of these in the next few weeks because this is a hot topic, right? I mean, it's the new year. It's 2018. People have goals. They want to look a certain way, feel a certain way, uh, maybe lose some weight, maybe gain some muscle, maybe improve certain certain areas of their body that they feel are weak points. And these questions are more related to that. You know, a lot of my audience is general population, right? I'm not talking to elite athletes. You guys are fit and you guys are healthy and you guys have your interests and your sports and your hobbies, but you're not in, you know, the NFL most likely. And because of that, I I think the performance talk uh, I need to balance that a little bit better with the general fitness talk, right? So for today, I'm going to answer some of these more general questions about fitness, about um, aesthetics, and how to make your physique look a certain way. Uh, so let's get down to those. Workout Wednesday. The first question comes from one of our female listeners, where she says, How? Would you train somebody's arms different if they're a female? And I'm guessing by that question basically mean, uh, what are the differences in arm training between males and females? So you might be finding these workout programs online. You might have a trainer. You might have a coach. You might just know general recommendations from textbooks um, or just your education, whatever it is, on how to train certain body parts, right? And the arms are one of those that both genders care very much about, whether you care to admit it or not. Women want arms that, you know, are very quote-unquote toned and, you know, have some definition, uh, but not too big. Men appreciate the big strong arms you know whether or not you want the biggest arms you do want you know big strong arms you don't want to have little pencils coming out of your shirt right and that's just the way it is and uh it's because they're very visible right i think that's the main reason why people are not not really obsessed but just interested in arm training is that they're very visible all the time so this question what are the differences between men and women arm training is actually a really good question because a lot of these workouts are kind of cookie cutter workouts uh, where you're just, you know, you find an arm workout and you do it and you're not quite sure if this is going to work for you, for your genetics, for your gender. And it's, you're not just not quite sure if it's the best thing that you could do at that moment. Uh, I mean, a lot of the general arm training is fine, but it's not like the best. And as far as training arms differently for genders, there's a couple things I'd throw in there. Um, I do want to say a few things, though, first about just arm training in general. Ar- the first thing I want to talk about in arm training is that you might, you know, you might need to train l- arms less than you really think if you're eating in a surplus and you're getting stronger. So what I mean by that, what I mean is so maybe sometimes people focus too much on trying to get the big guns. When in reality, they're not very strong, right? And they're not eating enough. So I would say your first priority, if you feel like, if you're a man, you feel like you don't have big enough arms. If you're a woman, you feel like you have no definition in your arms. You probably either need to clean up your diet, right? There's a few different ways here. Let's break break this into three categories. First one, just to round out my thought, is you might need to eat more so you can gain strength, get way stronger on big compound lifts. That's going to help improve your arm size and definition more than anything else because you're going to put on the most muscle, right? You can do barbell curls all day, and I believe that a person who can curl a certain amount of weight is still going to have smaller 
muscles than the person who can barbell row a ton of weight or do a really heavy weighted pull up or even deadlift a lot of weight, right? These big lifts that use the whole body are going to translate more into just overall growth in your body. And that can show itself in various different ways. A second thing to keep in mind is the concept of tone and definition. Like, what does that exactly mean? And in in reality, what tone really is, is muscle. So you have the muscle right from the progressive overload, whether in the big lifts or even in specific arm exercises and isolation movements. And then you lose that body fat around it. So you might need to eat more so you can gain strength, but you might also need to eat less. So you lose the fat around the muscle, that's going to show off the muscles that you have, right? So if you're a woman, it might just show a little bit of tone. Um, And if you're a man, maybe that'll actually make your arms look bigger and stronger because you don't have the fat kind of blurring all the different lines you can have in your arms. And that's really the difference between uh, what people do and what people should do in their arm training. You focus on getting really strong at the things that are important And you need to maybe even eliminate some of the fluff work of your arm training. Uh, And then also, you need to make sure you're eating right and losing the fat around it. You're going to look your best focusing on those things. That's my general advice for arm training. Someone comes up to me, they're untrained, and they say, you know, I want bigger arms. How do I do that? I'm not really going to just give them an arm workout. What I'm going to say is you need to get strong or I'm going to ask them like, well, how much, how many pull-ups can you do? They'll say three pull-ups. I'll be like, well, you need to get so to where you can do three pull-ups with a hundred pounds around your waist, you know, and then we can talk. Or maybe I ask, you know, well, how much can you, how much can you close grip bench press, right? They're like, well, about a hundred pounds. Like, well, get that up to 200 pounds. We'll start talking about about actual arm exercises, but you need to get big and strong and you need to get, uh, you need to lose that fat to really be at your best. Now, as far as specific arm training, uh, it is going to look a little bit different for men and women, but really where that's going to differ is only going to be in the volume that you're going to do. Okay. It's going to be the volume. It's going to be the frequency. And I believe just because of general goals that men will have, you might want to do it more often and more arm training. And typically I don't like a crazy high volume workout for arm training, right? Where you're just doing sets and sets and sets like a whole arm day. Uh, That is an option to throw in a separate arm day. That's a way to get more work in. But what I found works better is to play with frequency. Frequency is going to be your best friend when you're trying to grow a body part that you feel like you need to work on, right? And even if you're a woman, it's going to be a very similar approach because I'm going to, you know, the main difference is going to be, you're going to do less frequency because I don't believe you want the size that a man does. Right. But you might just want the work, but the frequency is still going to be your best friend. And you know, whichever gender you are, whichever situation you're in, frequency is going to help bring up weak body parts. It's going to help bring up small body parts. It's going to help focus on areas you feel like you need to focus on. So whether that's your legs, your calves, your arms, your forearms, your shoulders, whatever it is in between your main workouts, which are going to be primarily strength-based, right? You're going to get big and strong on those big movements and then frequently throw in the training on the body part you feel like you need to work on. And that's the best strategy for just an increased focus on those muscle groups. So if it's your biceps, for example, you want to work on, you would do training on your other days on, let's say three days a week, heavy compound strength training where you're focusing on getting stronger and stronger with progressive overload, 
that's your main goal, you're going to be doing big movements like barbell rows, squats, deadlifts, overhead presses, incline bench presses, um, maybe even throw in a curl or a, a dip, maybe push-ups, maybe inverted rows. You, you get the idea. Like exercises that use the whole body and move your whole body through space. And then on the days where you don't train in this kind of fashion, these high-intensity sessions with the heavy movements, you're going to do light, easy sessions focusing on those biceps once again, right? So you're getting your big movements in, and then on the days where normally you do nothing, instead you throw in maybe just six to nine sets of arm training. And if you're focusing on biceps, uh, you would do you know a set, maybe three sets of dumbbell curls, three sets of reverse curls, three sets of hammer curls. And that would be that'd be your workout. And you don't go crazy heavy. You don't push it like crazy. You're just doing this frequently. Remember, you're not killing yourself with a volume. You're not trying to get sore. What you're trying to do is just increase the amount of times a week you work that area to elicit growth that way. And it could look for triceps. You know, you do the big pressing movements, but then on other times, you're just going to do... Uh, on these other days where you're not doing your big pressing movements, you're going to do tricep extensions, skull crushers, overhead extensions, and call it good, right? That's a good strategy for men. Do that almost three times a week. So you're really training six days a week, three big sessions, three little sessions on your arms. If you're a woman, maybe all that means is you're going to throw in arm training every workout in each one of those three big days. You're just going to increase the frequency. But the general difference, I say, is that it's just less frequency than a man does, right? Frequency is a big driver of muscle growth. So if you're a woman and you don't want muscle growth, you don't want muscle size, then do not use frequency, okay? And that would be the main difference. However, if you do want more defined arms, you're going to be able to play with that frequency as well. Now, another difference here is the fat. Uh, So men are actually going to embrace a little bit of the fat that's on their arms because it's going to actually make them look bigger and stronger, right? Because you're not losing all that fat around the muscles in your arms. A lot of men, including me, will lose fat from their arms first, uh, which is actually bad because it makes them look a little bit smaller. Now for women, um, you're going to want to lose that fat around your arms, right? Because you're going to want to show those muscles. You're going to want that tone, that definition that every woman is after. So to do that, you want to really make sure you stay lean. For a man, I would say you can let yourself maybe slip away from that a little bit. For a woman, most of the time, they're going to want to stay more lean. So really focus on that diet. Focus on cleaning that up. Focus on the progressive overload on the big things. And you probably don't even need much arm training. Hopefully that answered that question not really specific differences on the actual training. The exercises all are going to mechanically work the same and the principles of progressive overload lie in place regardless of your gender. Uh, But what is going to differ is how often you train your arms and how you eat to, to focus on those goals that you have, whether you're a man or a woman. Next question comes from a male listener who says, uh, or who is asking uh, for tips on a smaller waist. So you see these bodybuilders, physique competitors, Instagram models with tiny waists, wide shoulders, this V taper look where you're, you know, wide on top, narrow on the bottom. How do you get that? And these tips I'm about to give will help you with this question, but they'll also help. 
uh, females in this area as well because females oftentimes will want a smaller waist um, because that's one of the last areas to lose body fat in the female. Um, so I'm going to basically just give a few tips here on that V taper and on how to gain a smaller waist. Now, it's it's pretty simple. Let me take a sip of water here quick. It's pretty simple. Uh, I mean, the proportions are pretty simple. You basically just want, you know, you want a waist much smaller than your shoulders. And that's really what it is. It seems simple, but really, you know, people are looking for the magic thing all the time. But if you think about it and you break it down, that's what it comes down to. So you're going to see wide shoulders and you're going to see a narrow waist. If you feel like your proportions aren't right, you either need wider shoulders or a smaller waist, right? I've seen people who actually aren't very lean, who have a very nice V taper just because they are such you know, they're so broad on their shoulders. They're, they're so big up there that it looks narrow on their waist. I've also seen people who actually aren't that muscular look far more muscular because they have such narrow waists that their shoulders look really wide, right? It kind of plays with your eyes. It plays with your brain. And it's a good way to think about this. It's just proportions. Now, there are ways to develop that. I would say initially, initially, focus on fixing the waist part of this, okay? So if you see maybe you have this reverse proportion where your shoulders look narrow, your stomach looks a little wide, and you want to reverse that to have the V instead of the A, right? First, focus on your waist and get that shrunk down. And what I mean by shrunk down is just eat in a calorie deficit and, you know, work out normal with your resistance training and maybe some high intensity interval training, uh, be active throughout the day and, you know, go go back and listen to some of my episodes about losing fat, but lose the fat. So you get at least under, if you're a man under 15%, if you're a woman, try to get, uh, in the low to mid twenties for body fat percentage. And that will help you uh, be able to focus on other areas, but be, get, be sure to get lean first. Cause you don't want to just try to be building, 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 and you're just going to keep getting, you know, maybe even fatter, fatter, fatter when it's not going to be going the way you want it to, right? All that size isn't going to matter if your belly, if your waist is still really big. So you want to lose that first and get the narrow waist first. So that's going to be mainly diet. That's more of a foodie Friday kind of conversation on how to do that. Uh, but b- basically the calorie deficit while you do your training, as you are done with that, you're going to notice the huge, the hugest difference, right? The most difference is going to come from the weight loss. If you have, if you have more pudge, more weight on your stomach area, it's going to be, you know, it's going to show up in the lack of the V taper, right? So it's it's going to make far more of a difference to lose the weight around your waist than to gain muscle up top. Uh, but there are strategies to do that. Now, a lot of people, the mistakes I th- guess I see made are people, let's um, see, the most common things I see for people trying to gain that wide V taper look is they're going to be doing a lot of pull downs with really, really wide grips because they think a wide grip equals a wide back, um, a lot, a lot of back work. And then, uh, you know, also avoiding things like deadlifts, avoiding things like heavy squats, because they believe that will build up the waist muscles and make you look thicker. 
Now, those are both very wrong. Those are the main mistakes I see regarding that area. Uh, in reality, the wider you go on a pull-up or a pull-down isn't going to affect the width that you're going to grow, right? A pull-down is a pull-down, right? The motion is the same. A pull-up is a pull-up using the same muscles regardless of your grip width, Uh it's just going to be more challenging in certain ways or less challenging in certain ways. But I recommend you ditch a little bit of that back work for shoulder work. And that's really my first tip is to still work the back, right? Work the lats because you're going to get that uh, wide wide back. It's going to make a big difference. Uh, but also start working the shoulders. So what you're going to be doing is you're going to be focusing on the shoulders, specifically the lateral deltoids, the ones that are on the outside, and then also the back and mainly the lats. Okay. So I'll tell you how to do that. To do that, you want to focus on certain exercises. Once again, heavy compound movements that are that you're going to gain strength on. You won't be complaining about small, narrow shoulders if you are really, really strong on overhead presses. That's my first favorite lift for the shoulders. So lots of heavy overhead pressing and then some light work for the shoulders, some high volume lateral raises, which are going to work that side delt. For the back, get really strong in those weighted pull-ups once again. And then even things for back thickness like barbell rows. Try to keep it balanced. Protect the shoulders so you don't get hurt. That's also key. You want to have healthy shoulders so you're not injuring them and making things take even longer than you wanted to. And I mean, you're going to see these differences easy, easy as you go on because you're going to lose that weight first. You're going to have the narrow waist and every little bit of muscle you put on is going to make a huge difference. Now, the second problem um, that I said I saw is people avoiding the big lifts, squats and deadlifts. It's a myth that you actually grow your waist thicker by these. Do them. They are great exercises. They will help you get stronger overall, which will allow you to become a bigger human on the top while staying lean on the bottom. And that is my third tip, is to stay lean through this process. The problem I see with a lot of people is they get really lean, right? They lose the weight. Uh, maybe they lose it around their waist just like they planned. And they think they look too skinny. So they start eating a ton of food to try to get bigger on the top. So they try to get that V taper. However, they eat too much. They bulk too hard and they gain that weight right back along the midsection. And then they're stuck right back where they were before. And they're going to keep going in this cycle of gaining weight and losing weight with a lot of it being body fat both times. And you're not necessarily going to make great lean muscle progress. Okay. And that's a bit, that's a big problem. And what I think you should do is to get lean once, get rid of that fat in your waist and stay that way. Don't let yourself get too heavy or too pudgy. Uh, that's just going to, if you're talking about this V taper thing, this wide shoulder, narrow waist is going to eliminate that completely, but also it's unhealthy. Also, you're not going to have good energy and you're not going to look great in a lot of different other ways. Uh, but those are my main three tips is to focus on the shoulders and the back. Focus on the compound lifts, getting really strong on those. Don't go too crazy high volume thinking you're going to get that pump and that's going to make you all nice and wide. You need to get strong and you need to use progressive overload. And then don't avoid squats and deadlifts just because you think they make your waist thick. They don't. They actually help protect your back. They help protect and train your core so you can be more healthy in that area as well. Um, and then be sure you clean up that diet and make it stay that way so you can so you can maintain that look for, the, I guess, you know, the rest of your life. These two questions were submitted by you guys were actually very related to one another as far as 
how you need to go about them as far as gaining muscle via the compound movements. Don't worry too much about the isolation stuff, but it can be thrown in as an accessory. Focus hard on diet and make sure you're eating for your goals and eating the right way for your body. Workout Wednesday. All right, guys. Thank you for joining me today for this Workout Wednesday episode 100. And 49, almost to 150. That's crazy that we're almost halfway to 200. Thank you for joining me for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for asking your questions if you are featured on this show. And thank you for checking out triplefpodcast.com slash products to support the podcast. If you leave a review on iTunes this week, you will be entered to win a free Triple F t-shirt. Be sure to do that as well if you're a new listener and you haven't left a review. It really helps the show grow, helps it reach more people, which is the goal here. So thank you for that if you've already done it, and please go do that if you haven't. I'm Jordan Stoltz, your host, sitting in my car in the cold, going to start this bugger up so I can warm up, and I'm going to go home. So I'll see you guys Friday. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.